thank you for a beautiful sunshiny morning. See the mountains all around, the pond right out back here, and the opportunity to study both about being good stewards on planet Earth and also to be good witnesses through our stewardship. And so I pray that your Holy Spirit would be with us and that Jesus would be uplifted. In his name we pray. Amen. You may have heard of G.K. Chesterton. This man has some of the greatest quotes in history. You know, he has just, just, you know, very sharp thoughts. And he said, there are two ways to get enough. One is to continue to accumulate more and more, and the other is to desire less. It's a good thought, isn't it? Yeah, perfect. I love that. Uh, and the general perspective in America we think of is the first part, right? Uh, people want to get more and get more and get more and get more. And every time you get more, you're more fulfilled and you're happier, right? No. No. That's generally not the way it is. Like Once you have the necessities, the things that are needful for your life and sustenance and comfort, adding and adding and adding doesn't add to the happiness. It just doesn't work like that. I mean, we, I mean, the kind of the proverbial picture of the child wanting some new toy and desiring it with all their heart and begging mom and dad for, for this thing, and finally they get it, and often it's like a real letdown, right? Mm -hmm. And then that happens all throughout life, and as long as you keep thinking, I'll just be happy when I have that, you'll probably <laughs> never gain true happiness. You follow? And so the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. The word in the Hebrew for keep is shamar, which means to guard, protect, and to preserve. So obviously in the beginning they didn't have an... an in the garden, a landfill with all kinds of garbage and trash and these kinds of things. But there was still something there to guard, to protect, to preserve that garden. And now after the fall, we would take some of these words a little differently than they would before the fall. They would probably talk talking more about taking care of it and these kind of things. But today, we realize that we could go against the preservation of the earth and destroy the earth. And I know... Not getting into politics, but you have two main sides of politics in America, and I'm not, I'm not here to push one side or the other, but often people think, well, if you care about the earth, you're kind of on one side, and if, if you're for destroying the earth, you're on the other, and it's, it's really not quite that way. Most people don't want the earth to be destroyed in the first place, because we all, we live in this world, right? And, uh, but the point is, is as good stewards of this earth that God has made, should we desire to preserve planet Earth? Yes or no? Yes. Clearly we should, right? Not only that, the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 18 says, And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto the servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and should destroy them which, what? Destroy the earth. Destroy the earth. Wow. That's a heavy statement, isn't it? That God says he's going to destroy those who destroy the earth in the last days. And, and obviously, this is in the context of the last days, Revelation. And this is heavy. We might think, well, that's you know nuclear bombs. And I think this is a great example of the fact that the Bible is talking that we are living in the end times. Because we're living in a time where, yes, we could literally destroy the earth. I mean, throughout Earth's history, I mean, you could burn down a forest or knock over a building. But you couldn't really destroy planet Earth. 
through most of history, right? But you could now, which is giving us a little bit of evidence that we're living in the end of time. But not only that, we all can be a part of really destroying the earth. And, and obviously, there's different gradations of this. It's like, you know, I drove here from Michigan, so am <laughs> I destroying the earth on the way? And Well, maybe a little bit, but praise the Lord, God made some kind of systems that clean up the earth. But we can at least try to do our part in many different ways to take care of the planet, or at least take care of our little sphere, our little portion of the planet. We're told in a book called Adventist Home, independence of one kind is praiseworthy. To desire to bear your own weight and not to eat the bread of dependence is right. Just last night, we had Joy Kaufman up front. I was interviewing her. If you were here, you heard it. Where she pointed out that we were told in the spirit of prophecy that we could hurt poor people by making them dependents. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, there is a place. I actually, I, I, I'm not giving glory to myself, but when I see a homeless person and they ask for a buck, I generally give them a buck just because I don't want to harden my heart. Do I think it's the best thing for them to get that dollar? I don't even think it is probably the best thing. Other times, you know, I've, I've said, hey, you want some food? I'll, I'll go get you something, right? I'd rather give them some food than just money for drugs, which often it's going to go to. But at the same time, I just don't want to harden my heart toward them. But what is much better is you probably heard the, you know, the old adage, uh, you know, feed a man for a, you know, feed a man and he'll eat for a day, or I'm getting way wrong, uh, but, you know, teach, or, no, feed a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish, he will eat for a lifetime. And in agriculture, like farm stew, as Joy Kaufman was talking about, that's their real goal. They go around planet Earth and seek to give people independence by teaching them agriculture. And I think that's a very powerful thing. So she says, independence of one kind is praiseworthy. To desire to bear your own weight and not eat the bread of dependence is right. It is a noble, generous ambition that dictates the wish to be self-supporting. Industrious habits and frugality are necessary. It's interesting that to be truly self-supporting, in general, you need industrious habits. You need to be a hard worker. And if any of you are in agriculture, you know you have to be a hard worker. Yes or no? Mm. It is ridiculously difficult, but it's also very fulfilling at the same time, right? And so there's a, a, a great benefit to that. But you also need to be, you need frugality. Because you could always try to buy the newest implement or the newest tool for your farm, and if you're not being frugal, it ends up being something that, while it's not even cost-effective, you can't make it, you're in debt, you're always trying to get out of debt. But if you learn to be frugal and say, I work with what I've got, thank you for doing that, I, I work with what I've got, and that's what I have, being frugal is very important. And we're not talking about specifically frugality, although I'm touching on that this morning. We're going to actually talk about how to be better stewards, and Vivian's going to do more of that. I'm touching more on the spiritual side of it. But we're told this, that owning your own place, the sense of being owners of their own homes would inspire them with a strong desire for improvement. They would soon acquire skill in planning and devising for themselves. Their children would be educated to habits of industry and economy. And the intellect would be greatly strengthened. They would feel that they are men, not slaves and would be able to regain to a great degree their lost self-respect and moral independence. God wants us to be autonomous, to, to be able to, you know, not be slaves, because we can sometimes be slaves by our, just our lifestyle. Mm. And so we want to learn to be people who take care of the things we have, that we are industrious, but we are also frugal. 
And I, I just read a quotation this morning. It blew my mind. She said, you need to be careful with your luxuriant habits. She said, if you do not be care, if you are not careful with your luxurious habits, she said, you will be bankrupt for <coughs> eternity. Whoa. Eternity. Right? What a heavy thought. And sometimes we live in times where we want more and more and more. So we go to the store, we buy this, we see that, and the marketing is just amazing today. And so they're constantly marketing. I mean, it seems like it hits like June in the summer, and, and they're about ready to advertise for Christmas, right? I'm exaggerating. But they, so early, they're constantly marketing, marketing, marketing. <laughs> and we're always looking, I, I want something more. If I could have that. And I, I read a story, a true story, of a, a popular author who went to an island called Shelter Island. This is not actually, and I just got a picture of an island for the illustration, but uh, he went to, and it was a party for the ultra-wealthy, and this particular author was there on Shelter Island, and this author, he didn't do incredibly well, but, so he wasn't one of the ultra-wealthy there. He, he had done probably fine, but he wasn't super wealthy, but there was a, a billionaire there, and somebody said to the author, they said, do you realize that this billionaire has made more money yesterday than you made in your entire career. Which is probably true, right? You know, fluctuations in the stock market, if somebody has enough invested, boom. I mean, in a day, someone could make, you know, unbelievable amounts of money. And and the, the author, who was probably one of the poorer people there, he said, that is true, but I have something that he will never have. And the, you wonder, like, well, what could you have that this billionaire will never have? And they asked him, well, what is it? And he said, enough. Isn't that powerful? And this goes exactly along with what we are told. Paul said to young Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, but godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. He said something similar in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, he says, Not that I speak in respect of want for I have, or, or lacking anything. I'm not speaking in respect of lacking anything, Paul says. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be what? Content. Now, you could say that in today where you live in rich America, and, and most humans in America do relatively well. I mean, I've been around the world to third world countries, and often even our poor, you know, they have cell phones, or, or there's, there is a place for them if they're willing to go there, or whatever. I'm not, I'm not trying to sugarcoat the fact that there is deplorable conditions in America, but it's just a whole another level of wealth here. And so to say, well, I've learned to be content here, it's not so bad. But Paul is a man who went through beatings, he went through torture. He went through a night and a day in the ocean, shipwrecked. And he says, I have learned in every situation to be what? Content. And then he says in verse 13, I can do what? All things through Christ which strengthens me. And so in my aspect of looking at the sustainable living, one of the things we need is contentment more than almost anything else. But notice it's more than contentment, we need godliness. And we gain that through spending time with our Savior daily, abiding in Him. We have our devotions in the morning. We don't ever let a day go by without spending time with our Savior Jesus. 
How many of you accidentally go 24 hours without eating? Most of you don't, right? Sometimes you might do it, it's more of a fast, and I do that too, but, but, but we should never fast from the Word, right? If we can find time to eat, we can find time to spend with Jesus, right? But back to the point, godliness with contentment is great gain. When we're constantly trying, we're buying all this junk, we're creating all kinds of trash, you look outside of our house, there's piles of garbage everywhere when the, when the, when the you know, dump truck comes by every week. It could be that we haven't learned contentment because we're constantly buying toys. And so learning to have contentment, you will be happier than the person who is constantly trying to fill their life with things. So we're going to be talking more about that, but I'm going to let Vivian come up. This topic, for me, it's, it's become a passion of mine. And I hope that when you leave here, we inspire you to think green stewardship. Have you ever heard that before? You've heard of the green movement, you know, everything green, and, and we want to use everything that it's not as good for the planet and use things that are um, reusable and things like that. And uh, we want to compost and we want to uh, recycle. But um, there was about... I don't know. My journey really started probably three or four years ago. Um, our um, our family went through some changes in uh, of jobs. My husband changed jobs and uh, came to work on our farm full time. I've been at the farm with our kids, helping them, uh, but the farming wasn't the thing that kept us going. It was my kids' project and we were just supporting their project kind of thing. Uh, and all of a sudden, it became all of our project. And when it became all of our project, um, all of a sudden, I had to think budget. I really never had to think of budget before. My husband would just say, you know, don't spend too much this month. I'm like, what's that? You know, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I figured um, things will be different. How is that gonna work? And somehow, I stumble. Um, on the on a TED talk by Bia Johnston. Has anybody ever heard of Bia Johnston before? Nobody's familiar with her. Well, I was fascinated by her talk. She's from France, but lives in America, somewhere close to San Francisco, with her husband. <laughs> and um, she was talking about how all the trash that she, her family of four made in one year fit in one of those mason jars. Wow. And I'm like. Isn't that catch your eye? And I was like, how is that possible? You know, kind of thing. So I was just like, this is really interesting. So I'm going to share with you a few of the points that I learned and how it's changed my life and maybe get you thinking that we'll have you guys divide into small groups because I want you to discuss. We're going to play a game. And you're going, well, it's a game because it's going to be fun. But it's really thinking things through. And then we'll hopefully have a little time to share. So I don't want to spend a lot of time in my talk because I want you guys to come up with answers that you can go home with, okay? And make that practical. So um, she inspired me um, to think, how can I cut waste? I mean, I'm composting and I'm recycling, whatever recycling is, right? I mean, you can, California though, they seem to be a little more serious. I went to buy water for somebody and I see 
the bottle was a dollar ninety and then ten cents for something and I'm like sir I'm in ch self checkout what why are you charging me ten cents for oh that's the so so tax and I'm like what's that for that's the recycling tax and I'm like oh good for you you know I mean I have a version of using plastic bottles anyway so it wasn't for me but what about you do you guys compost okay you're doing good do you recycle okay you're you are doing really good um this is her book zero waste home by bia johnson if you have, if you can get the book i was gonna have it here but we couldn't get a good price on it um to sell at our booth here but if you ever get a chance if you can get it um it's got the first part it's it's her talking you know her talk that i'm going to briefly go over and then the second part is ideas of how she's gotten to that point but i think by that picture a mason jar in bulk gives you an idea right and most of you buy bulk already mm -hmm. yeah okay so we are on our way guys so this is really good so she came up with five easy steps okay and the first one is refuse what you do not need reduce what you don't um what you do need reuse what you consume recycle what you cannot refuse and rot the rest okay should i say that again yeah. so you guys get it mm -hmm. refuse what you do not need reduce what you do need reuse what you consume recycle what you cannot refuse and rot or compost the rest okay so those are our five easy and i'm just going to briefly go over those so refuse refuse is probably the hardest thing for people to do because it's hard for people to say no you're walking around the booth and i'm going to get shot for this and they offer you freebies you know and you take stuff right without thinking you're taking stuff off the tables and um we give you a bag right like last year we have bags guess what we don't have bags this year because <laughs> and um and i'm like yeah i had something to do with that you know i was like if i give bags i want to give a bag that they can use to take to the grocery store to put their groceries yeah. in so that costs more money so next year we'll have to think about that one right so um but refusing is really curbing your consumption and it starts outside the home what you bring from the outside what you bring inside and there's some things that you have decision over and there's some things that you have no choice over like junk mail okay junk mail is huge i don't know about you but usually two-thirds of mine is junk not anymore probably less than half at this point but i have really fought the junk mail because it's really this it's illegal for some of those people not for the mailman not to deliver you that stuff you know that's that's how they earn the money i get in the mail but um, um but we have also uh single-use plastics short for short of that is sop so if you hear me say that it's plastic bottles you see the bottle waters that are half drank sitting there I used to work with Lisa in Youth for Jesus and we had to buy bottles for the kids and it was my pet peeve with those bottles it was it just because they drank two drinks they put it down nobody knows who it belongs to and so you have to look for plants to water all day long right and I said Lisa this has got to stop label this thing let's label them up 
That worked for a little bit. No more plastic bottles, just metal bottles. They have to refill. <laughs> Remember we had the end because it was just tons and tons of bottles and half of them used. Has that ever happened to you? So um, freebies, and we talked about freebies. You go to a conference. Um, I just went to a conference with my daughter. I mean, she was at the conference. I was there at the hotel doing my stuff and I helped her drive there. And she comes from the conference with a bag and I'm like, why do you take the bag? Do you need anything in that bag? She goes, I forgot to refuse it. So we're, on the, we're still working on this at home, okay? We, we're not there yet. But just, I want you to take this home with you. One choice you make, one decision you make makes a difference. Don't get discouraged. So if you make one good decision that day, you made a difference. And a, we are responsible on this earth and we know it's gonna burn but can we do anything better to make it better? Not for only for ourselves, but for our kids. And also, we'll see the benefits of this, okay? Um, so, refusing is the key. It's the biggest part, okay? That, that will take the biggest bulk of bringing things into your house, and so you don't have to decide on that. The next thing is reduce, okay? Reducing is another word for downsizing, okay? So, um, you know, three things that you can do. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, one thing that you can start doing is assessing the things that you have in your home and what you really need them. Do you really need this or that? Um, right now, our situation is we live in a fifth wheel and we have a 40 foot container storage. So that's my closet, right? And it's amazing what you can live with in a fifth wheel and what you can live without that stays in storage, right? You make do because you know what? I don't wanna get out and go walk out in the field to my storage container to look for something. I'll just make do with what I have here. And so you start, you, I really don't need that, right? I can do without that. So going around your house and just going through stuff and saying, I really need this, I don't really need that. Um, also, uh, another thing that helps you reduce is curbing your future, um, your current and future consumption, meaning that, can I buy this in bulk? You start going to the store, can I buy this in bulk? Can I order this from Country Life or Asher Standard? That's our, that's our bulk people, our co-ops. Um, can I do without? I just mentioned that. Can I um, get rid of this because I don't read it, I need it. I know my mother-in-law, she usually, we go to her house, she goes, I have some stuff there in the garage, is there anything you need, take it. And I go look at it, my time's up? Really? I'm like, wow. And she, and I was like, before I'm like, yeah, I can take it. I might be able to use it. I'm like, I really don't have room for this. My girlfriend came to visit from California. She goes, you know that brush you used when we were little kids? I found one, the same brush and I bought you one. I'm like, that's so nice. But you know, I live in a fifth wheel and I really don't have the room. Good excuse, right? Because it's true. I don't have room for another brush. I already have a brush. Um, <laughs> do I need to print this, right? Um, or can I just take a picture of it? Have you found yourself just, I'll, you know, I found some, I'll just take a picture. And I don't have to have all this stuff taking with me kind of stuff, you know. Um, what, one thing that we do at home a lot is, um, do I need this right now from town? Oh, can it wait when we go to market on, on Thursday? And then we have a list. Anybody going to town on Thursday? Okay, can you get me this, this, and this? And I end up shopping for my parents, for my son and his new wife, 
for uh, for my husband, and you know, and we we come back with a van with stuff that we need one trip. You know, it's about if we do the mileage thing and all that, it's about forty-five dollars to sixty bucks round trip for us to go to town. That's what mileage costs for. You you don't think about that because you guys are not putting mileage down probably, but in our business we have to account for our mileage, and it helps us in the end financially. And you start like, I'm just not going to ask for you to go down and get me butter. No, we can do without butter, you know. So you start thinking, can I accumulate my trips? And it saves you in gas, especially if you live in California. You guys pay way too much in gas. You're getting ripped off here. <laughs> so, okay. So the next one is reuse. And um, this one, am I getting, I mean, re reduce, sorry. Did I get reduced? Refuse, reduce, sorry. Reuse. And um, sometimes we get the terms reuse and recycle. We think they're the same thing, but they're not. Reusing is taking a Ziploc that you maybe used for, um, for something that you're going to start in your refrigerator, and now um, I'm making some um, tortillas or something, and I cut the Ziploc, and now I use it to spread my, my tortilla and roll it out. Okay, that's reuse. That's one way of doing that. Um, uh, recycling is actually taking something and turning it into something else, like all our plastic and stuff, and hopefully they do something with it, not just <laughs> bury it. Uh, that was one of the things that I didn't get to do. My husband and I said, we need to go to our recycling plant and really know where our plastic is going. Because believe me, when you have a farm and you have drip tape, you have plastic going out, and it kills me. It just kills me to see the plastic that goes out. It's like, so when you reuse, uh, that, there was this little ancient proverb that came up, and I thought it was cute. Use it up, wear it out, make it do, or do without. I thought that was really cute. But, um, you know, um, various ways of using mason jars. Well, I use mason jars in so many ways. I don't just can with them. It's become my, my, my um, mode of choice for storage in my refrigerator. Everything I can see, it has a lid that is one lid. I don't have 20 size lids to figure out which one goes on top of this Tupperware <laughs> and I can't see what's gone moldy. No, I can see everything. I have different sizes, white mouth, Regular mouth, two sizes. I can't mess that up, you know? And I can see everything. I date my tops with a, a uh, washable marker, and I know that my beans have been there for two days or three. Up, oh, time to throw them away because they'll explode or get them frozen. You know, I mean, it just really helps you out. Um, find you stuff. Uh, like, um, one thing, <laughs> we, our son just got married, and uh, I, I got this dress. Um, and I couldn't find the shoes to match it just right and I found this website that you could find shoes that were reused you know it had the same thing as Poshmark I don't know if you ever gone in there a pair of shoes that went on the on the market for $200 I bought them for $40 and I'm like I don't feel that using those pair of shoes now because I know you know I didn't spend that much and they were perfect when they came to me they were in, impeccable and I could send them back and sell them back if I wanted to. I'm like, these people are zero waste. I love them. This is great. You know, rechargeable body, ba uh, batteries or um, I can't get rid of my ultimate uh, junk pile kind of mail that comes in. So in the winter time, I have a stack of paper that I've accumulated 
send it to my parents kindling for their fire stove you know so finding ways to reusing things like that um, I'm gonna go ahead and jump on to um, recycling because I think um, I want to have time for you guys to to uh, interact so um, benefits of zero waste if you can start thinking a little different every time you go to the store every time you go to a restaurant I came to California in December and I was shocked when I sat down and they gave me water and there was a straw in it. And I'm like, I'm in California, this is illegal, right? They shouldn't have that. And I'm like, you know what, I should have said, can I get the water without straw? You know, you know, have we ever used sippy cups? Why do we have to have a straw? It's not like we're little kids that we're gonna dribble, right? Use the cup and drink, right? Um, I mean, we just gotten so far away because of all these niceties. But um, benefits, financial benefits, my word. It reduces um, the amount of things I'm buying now. I'm thinking twice or three times before I get them, you know. Um, it makes me uh, use things that in different ways that I hadn't thought of. Um, one of the biggest things, it's made me a lot more content because, hey, I don't really need that, you know. I, I, I don't have to go there because I don't need it. I can go to the mall with somebody and come out really satisfied. And it's just like, where do I have room to put this stuff? Do I really need this? Um, and um, it supports my healthy lifestyle because you know I am using things that um, are more whole foods. I'm, of course, I have the farm, but I'm buying the less packaged stuff, you know? Um, I'm trying to buy more in bulk. Uh, so health-wise, it's also I'm not using plastics, toxins, and things like that. Um, let me see what else. Um, I don't have a TV. You know, TV is one of the biggest things that tells you buy, buy, buy. Magazines. Anybody gets magazines? Boy, when I read her book, the first thing I did was get in there and call my magazines, all my clothing magazines that I would be getting. No more, no more, you know, just cancel, cancel, cancel. I don't have that temptation in there. If I need something because something's coming up, I'll Google it, I'll order and I get it. Well, that's once a year, but if you get a magazine every month, you're like, ooh, this and this and this and this, you know. So I have more time for my family, more time to be in the farm, more time to just do what I want to do. I'm not tempted with, with all that. Now, you can say, you don't have TV. It doesn't make you a saint because you have a computer. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. That is a portable TV nowadays. So you gotta watch that one too. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I'm going through my Instagram because I have to have Instagram for a business. And I'm like, who's been looking at something? Now I'm getting all these advertisements, you know, because of our feed, you know, that comes through. And you start getting all these temptations through. I'm like, somebody's been looking in the internet for something because it's appearing in my Instagram and I can't tell. So I think, Financial, health, and time with your family, huge, because now instead of maybe um, buying Christmas presents for each other, you're like, you know, we'll put that money together, we'll get at Airbnb with all our family and spend time together. Mm -hmm. To us, that's more important. We haven't done Christmas giving in, since my kids started going to JYC. That was our Christmas gift. You know, we save for that, we work for that, and that was our gift for our kids spend time together and be there. I mean, we were old to be in GYC, but ended up working a lot at GYC, just 
because our kids got involved. Uh, but we just all retired <laughs> in December, so <laughs> so we'll find something else to do as a family. But I don't know. Have I have I made you think just a little bit differently? Um, coming here, I made sure I have my um, my fork not spoon thing because I was afraid we would have plastic silverware here or something like that. I'm like, I refuse to use that. And I was thrilled. Real place, real fork, real cup, paper bowl. I'm okay with that. I, you know, and you can't be, you can't go one extreme or the other. You need to find your medium where you can work and not feel the guilt, but yet feel like you're doing something good for your family, for yourself, for your you just just where you live, you know. Our trash amount is not that small like hers anymore, but our trash has considerably. Uh, there's a little quote: "Use it up, wear it out, make it do, or do without." And um, am I not going down? Recycling is an aspirin, alleviating a rather large collective hangover, over hangover over consumption. Meaning we think we're doing good with composting, but if we can start with the three first ones. The amount of things that we have to recycle is less. The amount that we rot is even less. You know, I mean, and a farm is different because you have a lot of stuff coming out of the farm. Why am I not going on? Oh, there's the, I kept talking. And so now we're going to do this. Um, let's see if you can, uh, maybe in your own rows, if you can get together. And it's going to be a little hard as well. Um, but if you guys can be a group here and you guys there can be a group right here and faith and you can come back here with this group you guys can be a group over here and you guys can be a group over here this will be a big group and you guys can be a group in here okay so you somehow if you want to turn chairs or whatever by group one okay i want it's called a zero way swap game okay so i'm gonna have you start thinking the way i think when i go to the store right just Think of what, of five things in your group, okay? Maybe five things that you would do different. Now, after this class, that you would think of, be consciously thinking of when you go to the grocery store that you are going to do different, okay? And just come up with five things and mention two things at the end, okay? So you guys get together. Group two over there. Um, when you're eating out, what will you do different? And that could be a picnic or a restaurant or a pot like a church, okay? So your group back there, think five things that you will consider doing different if you were to eat out. Pot like, picnic, or restaurant, okay? Because they all have things that could go wrong there. So your one, two, three. Over there, group three clothing okay i want you to think about five things that you would do different if you were shopping for clothing okay group four right here travel five things you would do different if you were to travel it could be outside of your house or a trip to Can to california kind of thing okay and group five household items if you were to shop for five five household items, five things you would maybe do different or pick different if you were going to buy them. Okay, thinking zero waste now. What would you do?
Okay, guys, you guys having a lot of fun, right? Okay, I want to let you have time to get to your next class. I don't want to hold you up. Okay, grocery store, two things you would do different. Who's your spokesperson? Okay. Okay. Okay, quickly. Stand up, please, and look back so everybody can hear you. Thank you. Good, keep on. Very good. Okay, that's good. Stay on the outside of this. Perf good one. Perimeter of the grocery store is your best part. Yeah, go ahead. And then, um, and then shop like a man. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, it's my. Mm. Yeah, unless it's my husband. He compares. Is that two ounces, three ounces? Let's see the price. Anyway, okay. No, very good. You guys did really good. Um, another thing that she does, and it depends, she takes her mason jars and has them tear, tear and then put the stuff in there. So she takes it and she doesn't take any plastic bags home. That's a little extreme, especially with COVID, but I thought that was interesting. Okay, um, eating out. Number two, who's the spokesperson there? Stand up. Okay, go for it. Um, so the first one we said was um, ask, but they don't give you a straw. Okay. Okay. Getting a napkin. Good. Um, bring your own utensils. We kind of stole that from you. Like, bring your own utensils, and then mm -hmm. um, maybe that's useful in different settings, even potluck. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Don't over order or don't take too much food if you're at potluck so you're not wasting it. Yeah, that, that, that counts here too. People are thinking they're at potluck here, but. <laughs> okay, good. That's good. That you have quite a few there. Um, and then for potluck, try and stay away from buying the disposable containers. Styrofoam. Like what? Okay. And then, um, use washable containers. Thank you. Thank you. Churches use paper plates, and then use silverware. You can have a lot of hands. You can get in there and wash them. That's what we do at our church. We get hot water. We put them to the dishwasher. Yeah, and get away from that. Uh, at the wedding, uh, we had responsibility on Saturday. I researched and I found compostable silverware. This is not it. But I found compostable silverware because for 100 people for our Saturday meal, I was just like, I, I die if I have to use plasticware. I can't. I can't do that. We'll spend more on that, but no, we, I can't do that. So I was real excited. We did that, and we had compostable play, paper plates as well. Uh, for Saturday because I wasn't at my church so okay you guys back there uh, clothing who's your spokesperson okay clothing obviously if you can do hand-me-downs do hand-me-downs okay reuse okay it's awesome they've got the ability if you've got a sewing machine to repair your clothes Okay. Repairing. We usually dump. So repair clothes. Yes. Um, you've also got um, op shops or thrift shops, you call them over here. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great way to find clothes. Mm -hmm. um, there's always 
the balance of like cheap and nasty versus high quality. Exactly. Um, Very like good. Sometimes just a dollar, it's, it's hard not to go for the cheap. Yeah. But there are some times that it's just worth spending that extra yes. money. Yes. You know it's going to and it lasts you for a life. longer time. Very but good. You always have to wait one. Yeah. That one's not a straightforward. Okay. Very good, guys. I think that's good. Let's move to the next group. I think we're getting people good ideas here. And you are travel. Travel. We take your own food with you. Okay. Good. And uh, then if you, when you buy a car, get one that's good for fuel the mileage. Echo. Okay. Echo-friendly uh, car. Not necessarily electric because it costs more for the electric by the time they're all done. Yeah. Okay, that will save you there. Another thing, refuse toiletries in hotels. That's another one. Lots of plastic, lots of waste there. Carry your own toiletries and reusable bottles. That will reduce the amount of the toiletries that you're using in the hotel room as well. Um, okay, very good, guys. Okay, you are number five, household items. What will you do different? The entire house. The exactly. Mm-hmm. Very good. At home, I refuse even paper plates. I have plenty of dishes, and it's not. And there's nothing wrong with using your hands and washing dishes. And I just yeah. have my stack, and I wash. And we do it real quick as a family, right, Skyler? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we'll have 12 people or more, and I'm like, mm, real dishes and real things. These are compostable. I got a few things as I was traveling, so I didn't want to. But these are compostable, non-plastic. So you even think about things that you use in your household, choices that you can make. Uh, this guy here is, has three heads to replace that. This is all biodegradable, compostable. It's metal. You can piece it apart, and you can, it can be, you know, it can be... Yeah, if you need to. I mean, soap and water... That's the best thing to get bugs out of stuff, you know, just good soap and water. Dish soap, okay? This is a new one that I'm going to be trying because I'm always looking for stuff. But you have it there and you stood and it doesn't have the water, so it goes a lot longer than those things on plastic. I hate using plastic. So uh, this is one that I'm going to be trying. This one, I haven't tried it. I haven't opened it yet. Toothpaste. You ever thought of the plastic that you have on your tooth bar thing? This is a metal can. It can be reused for something else in your travel kit or something, but it's a t powder toothpaste. Um, there are recipes on how you can make your own. Um, you know, what did our great-great-grandparents do? Well, most of them lost their teeth, but you can come up with, <laughs> you can come up with that. Um, and the last one I have here, oh no, I have one more. Um, and, and this one I was showing Skylar, I was so tickled when I found it. But this is a silicon, 
and no more saran wrap and it's in a plastic and it's compostable but I can put this over my bowl I can seal it up and off it goes into my refrigerator if I need it you know try to buy things that have you know their own lid but if you don't this will take care of my um, of my plastic stuff um, one last thing true earth echo strips laundry detergent I just started trying this I told you about it this is one cup of liquid soap and it's great it's about 40 oh, 38 cents a, lo a, a laundry row a thing you have to make your own calculations but I'm still trying it because uh, it's it, you know farm clothing gets really uh, really bad but anyway I just brought two strips um, I'm, I'm excited about this you know you're done this is compostable I don't have the big old things from Costco plastic stuff from soap so I'm just I'm, I'm looking, I'm researching, I'm looking for alternatives, anything, anywhere I can reduce. I have a lady that's teaching me how to make soaps and stuff, and you can do your hair, your body, your hands, the whole thing with the one, you know, bar of soap. Is it practical for me? No. I don't have the time to be making soap, but if you have the time, you know, you have to find what works for you. Don't, you don't want to go to a point that it becomes a burden, but actually it, it reduces what you need to be doing at home and, and you're feeling good about yourself that you're dumping less so anyway i hope that we inspire you um quick comment because i need to let them go yeah your silicon cover there's a thing called wax cloth yeah um that's a really yeah good i i the big wax covers i use them for my sandwiches and stuff they don't last very long but hey it's it's a good alternative a paper a napkin is a good thing too you can wrap your sandwich in it yes ma'am To reuse. Yes. Very good. I wish we had more time in our class because I have a feeling you guys have good ideas that you've been doing. I mean, if you came to this class, you either knew us or uh, you were being nice or you were really wanting to get inspired. I don't know what motivated you, but I hope we, we are letting you go from here a little more green thinking, more stewardship. You know, it is thought of something hippie or new agey or something. It's not. It's, it's our responsibility to think more green, and we should be the heads and not the tails on this movement. So um, anyway, um, I'll let you come up and look at it. Guys, I know you need to get to your next class. The next speaker needs to come here. Huh? Doesn't it go until 10.15? It does? Oh, well, let's go on. <laughs> yes, go have a question. What are we doing in our farm? So, um, so I'll tell you. Uh, one of the things that we're doing in our farm is we have bought, we've standardized our plastic um, containers. Um, so we have two sizes, and everything that we harvest. Sorry, you needed this. Mm -hmm. um, everything that we harvest goes into those bins. So that, that's in storage in the refrigerator. And we only bag what we need to bag to sell to our clients. So we're just not bagging everything. We are, um, we are, so that's one way. 
we do have to bag our, our greens. We can't, they, they, they dehydrate and, and it, it's just not, it won't stay fresh. So that is something that I wish we could go with a compostable bag. We have tried compostable bags, but they dehydrate the stuff in it. So I'm, they haven't gotten there yet, but as soon as they have it, I'll be buying it for our, for our, growth, for our place. I was listening to Ray Tyler, and he was saying that they've actually been using paper bags. Really? Wow. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, another thing that we do is um, we, like if we have tomatoes and we have to weigh everything out so it goes in the bags, we weigh them in the containers. But once we bag and we use paper bags, we deliver. So we use paper bags and we'll take the tomatoes out and put them in there, loose by themselves, you know, in a nice way. Um, in our, the, the butternut squash and things like that, we'll put them in the bag. Um, but there's some green stuff that you can't do that. Uh, we do have a client of ours that loves when we get our oaky bags with lettuce, um, the big ones that we have, because she makes bread and those are great for her to reuse. Um, so you can inspire your clients to try to reuse some of the stuff that you are putting out there and they can become part of your team. You know, let's do this together. Let's just not throw things out. So. Um, we do recycle all our drip tape. We make sure we gather it up, we recycle our plastic, we take it to the, to the recycling bin. Uh, our metal, we have a neighbor that um, economically, this is how he makes finances, an older gentleman. So anytime we have metal waste in our property, it's in a pile, we call him, he cleans us out and he goes and gets money for it. Um, so we're working, you know, we're partnering with somebody. Um, um, we grow organically, so that reduces a lot of chemicals and things in our property. Um, what else can we do? We do reuse a lot of, you know, we use our tarps. We have tarps and we reuse them and reuse them until we can. And when they get to a point we can't use them in the field, I may use them and cut them in strips and put them along the field so I cut my weed pressure. I have, farm, uh, have beginner farmers, uh, gardeners that we will donate stuff to like rip fabric um, what is it row cover because their covers are their areas are smaller so we donate them to our friends that have gardens that need protection from the winter so it's getting reused in other places some belt that we cut that doesn't work for us anymore we donate it to friends like that that can be used again so you know I will ultimately not ha like to have no waste and be able to use but I got I need to get creative in and how I reuse and, and do our stuff. But any ideas, anybody there that is doing something different in their farm or in their gardens? Um, oh, we go to Aldi's and they have boxes and they're perfect size for our five pound things of tomatoes and that's what we use. We just, Aldi's run, make sure you get some boxes you know, from the bin and we reuse their boxes and give them to our clients. So we're trying not to just buy stuff if we don't need to and just reusing that. So. I would love to have a page where we're sharing these ideas because the more people get into this and this lifestyle, the more we can share tips. Anybody has a cool tip out there that they're doing already? Um, that you're doing already? I do, I do, I do, I, this, this is gonna sound bad, but my groceries go out naked, I say because I refuse Walmart bags. I just, ref that was the first thing I started with. 
I started because I didn't realize, but we were the ones that filled the Walmart. Uh, there was a, there's a drawer in our church where we have Walmart bags rolled up like that so people can take stuff with them. And our family was the one that was filling that, kept that thing full. I didn't realize that until I stopped using Walmart bags and it started going down until hardly anybody. I'm like, oh my. And I was like, because I'm like, you know what? I can put the groceries in my cart as is. I'll show my receipt. We go to the car, put it in my car. I have my totes there and off I go. You know, I mean, I usually have bins from the farm and, and I don't have to use bags. And so slowly Rick told me the couple of weeks ago, I didn't get any Walmart bags, you know, because he, he will forget and bring grocery stuff in Walmart bags. But that was my, that's where I began. So find a place where you can begin. You know, said, you know, this is the one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to do. But that was the easiest thing for me to do. It start with no Walmart bags. Just walk out with my, and they're used to me now. They know me. They know that I don't use the bags. And, I, and I'll go, like, if you go to TJ Maxx or Dillers or wherever, and I pay, and I say, um, and they'll start putting stuff in the bag, and I go, I don't need a bag. And I'm like, you okay if I put it in my purse? I have my receipt, you know? Or I walk out with the stuff in my hand in my receipt. And, you know, why do we need the bag? You know, we have a car. We have a big car we can put it in. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's, those are little things that um, keep you, I mean, keeps me alert. I didn't realize this, but um, a couple weeks ago, a girlfriend of mine from California came, and it, it woke me up to realize how much I, my mind had changed thinking because I went shopping with her, and I saw the way that she shopped, and I was thinking, Mm, mm, mm. You know, I'm thinking in my head, mm, mm, I wouldn't, mm, mm, that's, that's got plastic or that's this or has a bag or I really don't need that now. You know, it, it just starts, start, it starts, it's like a filter. Your brain starts filtering things that you're looking at in a different way, you know. And, and you start with one and then you add another one and then another one. And pretty soon you realize, man, I have a whole bunch of filters in my head, you know. And it helps you realize that wow we can really reduce the amount of stuff that we bring into our homes um bia has a neat story in her thing they even rent their houses on airbnb and they can pack everything in a to go back on a to go suitcase and their house is ready for for them to be gone for a month to france you know because everything they have clothing wise fits on a to-go car and a to-go thing it's amazing so now she has, mind you, she's at, been at this for 20-some years, okay? So maybe in 20 years I'll get to that, but right now I, I have more than a suitcase of clothes. Oh, I'm sorry, I saw your hand. Um, so I might not be, I'm not to your level at all, but... Well, um, I'm a beginner. <laughs> when I go to the store and I do get bags... Why don't you stand up so I can okay. hear you? If I do get bags at the store, something that I'll do is instead of getting like extra bags for my trash or something, I'll use those bags for trash or to take my lunch or something. I, you know, I want a really usable lunch bag, but if I don't have one, I'll use that to take. So I find ways to re reuse the ones that I do get. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's where, where you can begin there, using the stuff that you have. Um, but mind you, you don't need 20 bags of groceries, bags. You know, some of us have a whole bunch of bags of groceries. So you also want to think on the amount of stuff you have because the less you have, the less to clean. 
Believe me, I can clean my RV in a few hours on Friday and I'm free. You know, I am free. Now, I do live in an RV right now. But um, it's like, wow, simple living can be so freeing. So um, anyway, I hope that you've been inspired somewhat, somehow, and go out there and, uh, I'm making it so you can go out there. Go out there and enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you for sharing. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.